0: Welcome to Was It Good? I'm your host, Ravi, joined by my two brothers, Christian and Arjuna. We just finished watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the ninth film by Quentin Tarantino. We're breaking down how this movie stacks up to other Tarantino films, how it connects to the Tarantino universe, and our hot takes on the film. And we have a special guest, Mr. Zach Schwartz. Thank you for joining us. Very glad to be here. I appreciate it. First question for you, how was my intro? Terrific.
1: Really? Thank you so much. Yeah, you you didn't hit on enough of my like accolades, but it's it's fine. My agent will be contacted. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: crap. Then we just lost act Schwartz. <laughs> Christian and I feel like we haven't done one of these things in a while. How have you been? I have. I. Haven't seen you guys. What clearly. are you
2: talking about? We had a podcast that was released two weeks ago.
0: We did that as live yet. We faked it.
2: Shh. Don't tell don't them, tell them the people our out there. Those are industry we'll secrets. Let, man. God. It.
0: It was, what was it? What was it? What was I even remember? It's been a it's while. Stranger Things? Stranger Things. Oh, yes, that's right.
1: Wait, you don't like Stranger Wow. <laughs> this some out. There's a Michael Jordan meme that describes exactly how I feel about those kids in that movie in that, or that series. Mm-hmm. They are very annoying. In I just'm like, yo, I heard that Millie Bobby Brown's terrible to work with. And from that point, I was like, I'm out. I'm out. I, mean, the I don't want to give her so of any course, more of money they are. Yeah. or views. I'm out.
3: <laughs> oh, wow. She, she's like a monster? Yeah. I've Whoa. Heard, so I've heard. <gasps> because Whoa. she kills monsters so yeah. she became so a she monster became like she, yeah. like chill, like
0: anyway let's let's bring it back we're not My talking bad. about Love <laughs> no, 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 your fault. already within the first 30 seconds off the rails <laughs> we are here obviously to talk about Mr. Tarantino's newest film Once Upon a Time in Hollywood a film that takes a while to, to do anything and then gets very violent very quickly and everyone's cheering laughing and having a great time even though we're watching horrific things what's wrong with you sickos we like to kind of start these things off by kind of going around the horn and asking each other, what's your one word to describe, what's your one word impression of the overall film? Zach, I'm not going to start with you because you're the guest, I want you to kind of get a feel for this. Sure. We're going to start with Arjuna because he is the youngest, and somebody once told me respect the, the youngsters. I don't think anyone's ever that. That was my mother. <laughs> so, Arjuna, <laughs> being the youngest, you go first. Uh, I'm going to go with Long. <laughs> that's a weird one. That's my that's my <laughs> one word impression. Just it was almost three hours.
2: It was it was a it was a it was a movie that was quite literally long.
0: Two hours and forty five minutes. And it,
2: it was a movie that felt very long. Especially I think like you just mentioned, those first uh the first part of the movie, the first for me it was the first twenty 25, 30 minutes of the movie. Uh I was very bored and it felt very long and laborious at first. And but it still stuck with me throughout the rest of the movie. It, you know, I I won't reveal my entire feelings of the movie, but long was the overriding theme to
0: me. Interesting. I mean, quick follow up to that though. But don't you kind of expect that with a Tarantino film? Yeah, no, you do. You okay. definitely you definitely expect okay. that.
2: But for me, I've seen I've seen actually every Tarantino movie but Hateful Eight, mm-hmm. and uh, it, despite all of his other movies. Being pretty long. This one for me, I I've never felt as bored as I did at the beginning of a movie, hmm. or specifically a Tarantino movie, as I did with this movie. I felt it of all his movies, it was the worst at getting my attention from the beginning. And if I wasn't at a theater and I was watching it at home, I might have fallen asleep, taking your phone out, taking my phone out, or just ter- like change the channel or watch something Ooh. else. Damn,
0: yeah. we you, didn't you make a joke, Ashley, about our parents and like you, you, we specifically told our father. We're like, don't go see this movie in a dark theater. You will fall asleep. Or we said, oh, if you no. want it. or if you need a nap, <laughs> and you went nice AC, reclining chairs like an AMC, go see this movie because you will definitely fall asleep. Right. Wake up in time and still know exactly what the hell's going.
3: The on. only reason that we, the only reason that works for him is because he will fall asleep during every single movie, oh, okay, got good you. or bad. Doesn't <laughs> okay. matter. Okay, he, okay, he's there's gonna be twenty minutes in there where he. Maybe dozes off a little bit. No, there's so.
2: one movie he's never fallen asleep to.
3: Commando? Commando.
0: Commando. Oh, yeah. And Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, Wait, that really? Harry Potter? He loves Harry Potter.
3: It's the weirdest thing. He loves 80s mm-hmm. action movies. Big Schwarzenegger fan. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone <laughs> loves them. And for some reason, Dan Wycliffe. Uh, or the, the Harry Potter cast. Specifically, he loves that. Specifically,
2: his favorite is the first one. Harry yeah, yeah. The Sorcerer's Stone. That's yeah. like the worst. So, anyway, we're getting it. off
0: topic once yeah. again. Yeah. You stop doing that. It's character development. I hate that word. <laughs> oh, like sermon. Quentin's movie. Oh, fuck, fuck off. Uh, who should go next? You uh, should go next. I'm, me? Yeah, little old me? Yeah, go this way. Go. Oh, I was going to go from like the youngest to the eldest, so I th- I believe Zach would be next technically. Sure.
1: Yeah, I can go next. Yes. Yeah, let, um, let, let the guest go next. I was g- okay. My word was gonna be vintage, but instead Ooh. I'm going with Smokey. Ooh, uh, <laughs> smoky. Uh, smoky. I uh yeah. I brought my prop. I just—is it cool? Is it cool if I just light a cig in here? I, uh, I had to go buy a hand roll. I won't smoke in here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's go ahead and smoke in the non-ventilated I, room. Uh, <laughs> there's just a haze over the whole area. Uh, I watching that. One, I thought, I you know, I love that time in Hollywood. But I, <laughs> watching it, I found myself, and I told you this. That I was just sitting there and I was like, as soon as I get home, I am rolling myself a split <laughs> <laughs> because they just, they make, even with Leo hacking, like up along, I just was like, ah, I need to go smoke. And <laughs> I don't smoke really cigarettes at all. Um, but I was just sitting there, I was like, mm, all those look very tasty. And so, smoky, smoky, smoky was smoky. my one word.
3: Yeah. That was definitely an overriding uh they did, they they did that well, I would say. Seven
1: dollars I spent driving over here so I could <laughs> buy just single loose tobacco to roll that. I I, I, I was hope amazing. it was worth it. That is huh? worth it. <laughs> know, that is
0: Arjuna, that's definitely a social clip right there that we'll be <laughs> yeah. and pulling out. So good, good, good.
3: And that, <laughs> that that's a so special for our live stream audience. You know, yeah, they were special. able to see
1: that in yeah. live yeah, visual in real yeah. time. Yeah,
2: if you're listening to this podcast, go watch the live stream. Yeah, there you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I broke bro- for those that didn't get to see I broke out a really poorly rolled <laughs> dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was fake for a second. <laughs> <laughs> what, like you went out and got dirt and put in some paper? Yeah, I, don't, I, don't like, no, I don't know. There's there's crappy loose Turkish tobacco in there, or so says the bag.
3: Oh man.
2: Amazing.
0: Christian, uh, I'm going to let you go next. I, I thought we were going in order of age. Nah, H. nah, I changed it up. I can do what I want. <laughs> I'm the host. Right. I'm basically God. I'm going to say oh
3: my one-word impression is wild. Wild. Yes. Wait,
2: wild or wild? Wild.
3: No, just wild. Oh. Uh, and here's why. So kind of like what you were saying, the first like, 25, 30 minutes are like really slow. And then... Once the movie gets going, it does an excellent job. It kept it did an excellent job of keeping me engaged and on the edge of my seat. And but throughout the entire movie, I just had no idea what was coming next. Like I didn't get a real good sense for where the movie was going until near the very end. And I thought and to me that was a plus. That was a strength. Cuz because I was engaged, I was like, what is this movie about? I actually – until Arjuna told me after the movie what the movie was actually about or in reference to historically, hmm. uh, I had no idea. I had no idea. So I was just like – so the the whole ending, uh, which I'm sure we'll get to, completely took me by surprise. I'm like, oh, there's the Tarantino. There's the vintage like Tarantino stuff.
1: So I like him – uh, I follow all that like weird old Hollywood murder stuff, Black Dahlia, Manson, all of that Um and so, for me, the moment I saw the three women walking across the street with all the garbage, yeah, I was like, oh, here we go, Helter <laughs> Skelter. Oh, Let's okay. get after it. And oh, I was very interested and excited. So, similar to you, though, I was sort of sitting there, leaned forward, kind of like, where is this going? Yeah, and, uh, and I enjoyed that.
3: Yeah, and the reason I didn't find the first 25, 30 minutes, like, too boring, because I knew it was a Tarantino film. And you know, at some point, it's going to get wild quick. Sure. And so I was like, I know right now I don't feel too engaged, but I'm like, I need to pay attention because this is going to go somewhere. Right. And that's how I felt during the entire film. Mm. And the film, like the dialogue, like vintage Tarantino, like the dialogue, the the shots, the, fl- the typical flashback, some of the cheesy flashbacks, you know, it was all really engaging and interesting. And, you know, it was wild because... The movie felt like it changed directions a few times, and I'm like, and it kept me off balance, which I really enjoyed. I enjoyed that. So it was wild, like a,
0: an edge of your seat thriller.
3: Yeah, but but that's not even the right. That's not, it's like I was on the edge of my seat, and it was thrilling, but it wasn't a thriller. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's better. Well, than I guess a you can
0: use the word like thriller because thriller. You would think of it in like a scary type of term, thrill. You could think of or intense, or intense intensity. Yeah, intensity. Yeah. yeah.
2: I want to do for a counter sure. of how many times you guys just said thriller in the last sixty seconds,
3: and then you have to play some Michael Jackson behind it. Yeah, we still <laughs> like to do that. <laughs> oh, sh- we're not. What? Good point. Good <laughs> Let's point. Let's not do that. <laughs> oh boy. Oh All boy. right,
0: it's your turn, so, Mister Host. So um, for mine, I'm going to my one word impression here is going to be um. um. Is high contrast one word? No. It's two words. But could you hyphenate, hyphenate you could it? Hyphenate you could hyphenate it. it based on what I'm about to explain, which is, as as we all said at the beginning, Tarantino shoots in film, right? And you could definitely see that high contrast. We saw it in 2D on a nice regular screen, no IMAX, no crazy blah, 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 like a nice way, a true way, for me anyway, that you would go see a film like this. And then they also went back and actually shot how they would have shot things for TV. Uh, they digitally added Leo to certain clips, like with uh, FBI, other things, but they still kept that high contrast. Um so yeah, high contrast is how I kind of interpret it because that's the one thing that consistently uh, I re- remember about it. Mm. It's the visuals, uh, the visuals of sure. it was really, really true to the time period. Mm-hmm. You know, unlike other movies where they set it in the '90s and they have one scene with a blockbuster, yeah. and then you have no idea that you're in the fucking 1990s. <coughs> Marvel. Oh shit! Did I? Oops! Whoopsie! <laughs> bashing I, another movie. Yeah,
1: I thought the color palette that he used for kind of everything, of like the oranges and the. You know, Off white and all that stuff, I thought it was just really easy on the eyes, and I really enjoyed it. I, I yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. I, I found it really fun to watch, even in its slower moments, just with some of the camera sure. movements. I, I, I felt like everything was sort of like I'd. Like you're saying, I'd gone back in time. So mm.
2: yeah, I, I also think all, all of us who live in Los Angeles, it mm. was immediately recognizable yeah. from the colors. Like yeah. you know, we and yeah. you know, uh, we all lived in Hollywood before. I don't know if you live If you live in Hollywood, before no, or but or? I, I mean, I have friends you've that been, been, we're out, obviously oh, you've yeah. been there a bunch. Uh, it just it, it it felt like, oh, we're in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think shooting on film did a, a great justice to that. Good
0: Lego. job, Tarantino. You did one thing. <laughs> For this film, right? <coughs> Whoop. Uh, so we like to move <laughs> into the section where we kind of recap the whole movie. This is a long and one, and it's a long one. And our Arjuna, our producer here, uh, he's the one that actually kind of comes up with this. this oh one's my god, it's not as good. It's a really? Yeah. So it yeah. kind of breaks it down in terms <laughs> of what Arjuna, through his lens, what he saw and what he, how how he interprets it, and kind of think of it. The section as if Arjuna was hired to make the chapters of the movie. Well,
2: because it's a long movie, there's a lot of chapters. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> almost get, like uh, a a
0: psychopath probably. made it or something. Anyway, here we go. So, what happened in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? TV shows within a movie. It's the beginning, right? Yeah. There's yeah. some. There's, there's some, a whole uh, bunch. Of yeah.
2: There's there's a lot of there's a lot maybe too much, Way too uh, much? of showing uh, Leo's character Leo in character as his characters within multiple shows.
0: Montage introducing all the players. Why would you why would you say players? Because they play within the tale of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's a real. weird that's a weird adjective. Uh boring conversation with Al Pacino. Criminally Under underutilized. underutilized.
1: Yeah? Al Pacino's a really good character and yeah. Yeah, yeah, but like, what is Al Pacino gonna do at this point? <laughs> like, also, he like, should pull he out so a really rifle. Sure, Al Pacino's not washed at this point. <laughs> Whoa, that's <laughs> a hot take right that, there. That—that is oh, a bit I intense. Got a hot that's an no, no. Wait, I are you
0: being, Wait, I'm sorry. Let's just let's pause this. Yeah, let's pause the recap. Mm-hmm. You think Al Pacino is washed up? I he, think he
1: is. It is. He doesn't have the. He doesn't have the fastball he used to. I think the has come know. off of it. He's an old man, but he knows his location.
2: He can locate his pitches. Yeah, but
1: does he, though? Does he, though? I don't know. I think he's walking a lot more than (laughs) My point is, like, I thought he was fine. I thought, like, it was a nice thing. I didn't need... I I understand what you're saying. Like, you could have used him more, but, like... He's like a weirdo agent. That was clear. <laughs> He's a I, I didn't agent. need. Yeah, I, I keep going. I'm sorry. I didn't re- no, re- no, you're good. No, this I is like why
0: it. we we bring guests on here so that they can bash Arjuna's. How m- He's
2: gonna be great in The Irishman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how how much more do, is he in it? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. it's a Is De Niro, De 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 Niro, De Niro Pacino? Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Every, every every single mobster you've ever seen since <laughs> like movie. the 1970s <laughs> is gonna be in it love it. Um, Ray,
3: Ray, Ray Liotta No. i, Ray I Liotta.
0: Oh, not, it. In oh. Ray not in, my, in this. Let me get my point. SIG back out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Liotta>. Fucking Chantix. <laughs> um, so, recap. So, <laughs> sorry, continuing de- on the, Yeah, d- g- okay. going back to the recap for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <clears throat> so, after a boring conversation with Al Pacino, we move to oh, look, everyone winds down like a bunch of regular people. Dog food. All in caps. All in caps. Dog food. I will say
2: that was one of the most memorable things when he would open the cans up and then, like, Mm. hold it down and then just kick the. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, At one
0: point. Props to the prop department. It it feels very,
1: like, I think everyone's had to feed someone their aid. Not someone. Their dog. Dog food. (laughs) Uh, Hey, dogs are people, too, man. (laughs) True, true, true. Oh,
0: man. The next day. I can't do a SpongeBob voice. the next day. There we go. Okay. The next day. Uh, Rick Dalton's story goes to set like a loser forgets his lines like a loser freaks out like a loser gets com- com- commended? commended commended for throwing a little girl onto the ground still a loser that's Rick Dalton that's the Rick Dalton is played by obviously Leo DiCaprio
1: see but in that in that part like I get that there are sections in there that were flat but that's what I enjoyed within the movie so you just sit there and you get to watch Leo both act trying to be a bad actor which is not easy when you're as good at it as he is and you also watch him break through and be full leo and that's why i was like even as slow as that was sure just getting to kind of watch behind the curtain a little bit of him uh, made it not not to
2: spoil like favorite part but some of my favorite parts of the movie were in that section interesting uh like uh the (laughs) <laughs> it's in the trailer too, but the part where the little girl comes out to him, it's like that With is the, the bag greatest bag. acting. And it's just like, like Cox's gun is like Rick fucking Dalton." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, that, that's it's so good. Oh, man. It's, really it's good. so good, and it's like I hope Leo is like that in real life. Mm. I hope yeah, it's like, you, you it's like, know, it's like Leo fucking DiCaprio. <laughs> you, know, you know, there's an element
3: of truth to it. Yeah, you know, he oh, played oh, it too. Yeah. You played, you played it too well too for it not to be a, a thread.
0: So moving along, so we have Cliff Cliff Booth story. This is the character played by uh, everyone's favorite Brad Pitt. <coughs> Flirts with hobo girls from Rick's car. Fixes an <laughs> antenna after monkey Manning onto the roof. Remembers that the one time remembers that one time he threw Bruce Lee into a car. Runs into hobo girl again. Meets the Manson family. Oh look, Dakota Fanning. Wait, that was Dakota Fanning. Yeah, it was the lead, the
1: like oh. one in the house.
2: Yeah, who's like I fucked his brains out. Yeah. Oh, the red yeah. Wow, it's Dakota Fanning. Crazy. Well, you guys should notice that. she really let yeah. herself go. No, no, no. Wow, she actually Bradley. looks really
1: good. For it, like right now, she does. Uh, right, you've seen. her? You yeah, yeah, she looks yeah. really good. Uh, it was very interesting how they put her together for that. They put. They
0: made. They made her look like. Yeah, they did a great yeah. job. Yeah. That, I didn't even realize it was her. Yeah. That's to me when you have like a cameo and you can't tell who it is. It's great. That's great. That's yeah. great makeup, great acting, great direction, great shebang all around. Uh, punches a dude in the face a little too much. Somehow a tire, <laughs> somehow a tire that. is changed in like five minutes. That did actually annoy me. That's not <laughs> possible. I've changed in my life two two tires, unfortunately, and it takes at least.
1: I don't know, an hour. Or so. Yeah,
2: there's no way that like it took it took uh, whatever the guy who Teddy, Teddy. on the horseback like yeah. an hour to get back.
1: Yeah, because the girl got up there so
0: fast. Yeah, it's exactly. just it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, picks up Rick. They watch FBI romantically. Now, did we're... anyone
2: else get romantic vibes when they watch? I I got a
0: little bit of romance. So, I like like a y yeah. yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, I got I, I got different. I, vibes. I I don't know. So there was <laughs> one point in the film where I believe it was after the Al Pacino. Part in the very beginning, and he and Leo's character starts crying, and then Brad Pitt gives him um, the sunglasses and is like, "Yo, don't do that here." And I truly thought there was like I thought that was part of the story. I thought there was a romantic element to them, sure. yeah. um, which would you know be a there would be something towards the end of the film, but obviously that didn't work out or didn't come or whatever It wasn't part of it. And I cool. just I'm just a weirdo. Hmm. Uh, Sharon Tate's story, Manson member run in goes to Barnes and Noble.
2: It's not actually Barnes and Noble. It's I was about to say, I don't think a bookstore. Barnes and Noble
0: existed back then. <laughs> Watches her own movie, <clears throat> takes off her shoes, and has really dirty feet. Anyone else notice that?
2: Like, I did. I was like, wait, I was what? Off,
1: I was off-put by a lot of the feet <laughs> in like, the movie. like, what is this? The uh, weirdo uh, girl rubbing her, fu- her yeah. dirty feet all over that nice Cadillac. It's yeah. like... I'll d- well, also, I'll drop her armpit. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. they're hippies. Was, I uh, get that they're hippies, but yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: I was, I, yeah. you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, uh, Rick and Cliff go to Italy for six months to shoot a bunch of films. One last night for Rick and Cliff because Rick is married now and is still a loser. <laughs> Tate gets dinner with her friends. Rick and Cliff have their romantic evening. Acid Sig. <laughs> the epic battle no one asked for. <laughs> Flamethrower, motherfucker! Rick and Shannon become friends. Red apple
1: cigarettes. Wow. The acid cigarette and then the red apple cigarettes. I was just at my peak of like, I need to go get some. <laughs> 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 What's yeah. an acid cig? It's a cigarette dipped in acid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fifty cent. I loved it. I love I mean I don't know, I don't mean to jump ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead you're you're that good. Like, that's
0: it. That's the that's, that's the, uh, the whole pod that's right, right there. Okay. No, no, just <laughs> kidding. So kind of moving in, you know, based on everything that we've listed here, we do this because we want to kinda of like have you remember what happened in the mm. film. That was helpful. And then we kind of want to jump into your fa- everyone's favorite and their least favorite parts. Mm. We haven't figured out the best way to do this yet. We're still learning. Everyone's mm. still learning. Yeah, this is only our 50th episode. Yeah, exactly. It We're is? Like,
2: yeah, this is number 50. Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, right on.
2: <laughs> Wait, this is seriously 50? This is number 50. Fuck. But remember, we started last January. Ooh,
0: I don't even we've remember. We've been
2: at this for a year and a half. And we've only been in this current... Format oh, for okay. a few fair. months. Fair. Oh, okay, that's yeah, fair. Yeah. That, that
0: makes sense. sense. Anyway, so let's jump into. Let's start off on a positive because I've been told that when I do this podcast, I'm always complaining. Mm, so are. I'm going to start with a with a positive. Let's let's start with our favorite parts. Mm.
1: Do I go first? Of course, you go first. You're the guest. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I didn't know. I uh, I thought the whole Cliff Booth section where he's remembering the time on the Green Hornet and fucking up jet uh bruce lee, jet lee We i almost did that in the theater with the person i was with bruce lee when he like that whole section the wife part the <laughs> interactions with who is it who is it that uh, is the producer that he upsets oh that's wife um, uh, oh i, I forgot the producer yeah name. super famous anyway yeah that whole section with bruce lee was so funny to me and uh he was like he didn't even hurt me. And he turns, was like, well, that Cadillac says otherwise, and there's the giant human-sized dent <laughs> in the door. And I just thought Brad Pitt was so ch- like charming and wonderful, and like he, the fact that he murdered his wife, and you just are like, yeah, but do more, Brad, and like lean forward <laughs> is, is really oh, th- the best. Man. The best tweet I saw, and I tried to avoid everything on Twitter this weekend because I wanted to see it so badly. Uh, Ravi can tell you guys, like, he texted me, oh, my fucking God, and I just texted him, don't, I'll block you, don't say another <laughs> word. Uh, but uh, the best tweet I saw was, like, ladies, Brad Pitt chose to take off his shirt. He did that for us. He didn't need to take off his shirt to fix that antenna. Was, like, that's, that's great. So the, the, the Bruce Lee that fights in, I guess, if I have to narrow it down. But that whole section, I thought, yeah. you got to know about him a little bit more. I thought was really fun exposition sort of into his background and all that. I thought was nice.
0: And I'm glad you brought up the Bruce Lee stuff because Arjuna, you actually brought some information that I thought was interesting mm. because there was a, l- I wouldn't say major backlash, mm. but there was conversation at the very least, we'll call it that where the daughter of Bruce Lee uh, came out and has publicly said, correct me if I'm wrong Arjuna, that she was not thrilled Yes. in the way in which Bruce Lee was portrayed. Mm. Yep. And my question for everyone on this podcast is, you know, Oh shit! We never said the word spoiler. I That's mean, it's fun. kind of obvious. It's yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. If, if, at this point, if you, you listen to all fifty you, episodes, <laughs> yeah. I think you have an idea.
1: Yeah. We um, <laughs> never said spoiler.
0: <laughs> but to recap that entire sequence, Brad Pitt is on the roof. He's remembering something that um, his his friend Leo Dalton's character says, and then he goes into a flashback. So this is his character's memory of events, mm-hmm. right? My argument is bec- you know. Nobody wants to see a loved one portrayed in a comical or goofy way. I would, though, say in terms of a story, if it's done in kind of a nice, non-jerky type of way, I think it's okay. And I don't truly believe that we saw Bruce Lee portrayed in kind of a—he's a you know a, a royal douche or like a, a jerk or something like that. It was portrayed more in a comical way because the character who's remembering this mm. is let's let's be honest here, his character is. Comical, like yeah, he's a goofball. Like everything he does is just weird and just kind oh, of out Brad there. character, yeah. Cliff yeah. Booth. Cliff Booth. So I don't think it was done distasteful i have
2: a full quote here if you want me to read it yes please so this is
0: the this is from shannon lee bruce lee's
2: daughter she said i can understand all the reasoning behind what is portrayed in the movie thank you i understand that the two characters are anti-heroes and that this is sort of like a rage fantasy of what would happen and they're portraying a period of time that clearly had a lot of racism and exclusion i understand they want to make the brad pitt character a super badass who could beat up bruce lee but they didn't need to treat him in the way that white hollywood did when he was alive he comes across as an arrogant asshole who's full of hot air and not someone who had to fight triple as hard as any of those people did to accomplish what was naturally given to so many others. It was really uncomfortable to sit in the theater and listen to people laugh at my father. Here, he's the one with all the puffery and he's the one challenging Brad Pitt, which is not how he was. Hmm. That's our full quote. That's interesting. So I think, the mistake, I think the mistake that was made in this movie was Quentin Tarantino should have had this conversation with Bruce Lee's family. Much like he did with the Tate family. He talked to – he talked to, um, Oh, so he didn't even speak to them. No, because it sounds like – at least from this quote, it sounds like she went to go see this movie. And then, boom, and there's this my dad. Is, and, well, she knew he was in the movie, obviously. Right. But she didn't know how he was portrayed. And so she's experiencing this for the first time in public. Yeah. And then it's kind of jarring when people are laughing at your dad and everything. But
1: I- I, I was I think it was you and I were having this conversation yesterday, and I struggle with a lot of these families uh, that own or have or hold on to the rights of their fathers, loved mm, ones, sure. whatever. So like, my the biggest issue I have is with the Sinatra family for not understanding that like you're you're on the back end of his relevance right now. There is a generation that loves and remembers him really fondly. That would just flock to go see this movie. And then there's a younger generation that would fall back in love with the music if you did it now. But the longer you wait, the less and less relevant that music gets. And for them to like shoot down a Scorsese Sinatra movie, which is what the family did, right? Because they don't like the f- fact that Frank was a philanderer and a cheater, and towards the end, super racist. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> now, granted, like in the in the front nine of his career not a racist was active in uh, fighting for African American rights but my point being that um, you know i like i think a lot of these families choose to live in some of these insane fa- not insane but some of these fantasies sure. that we put around like like bruce lee's a superhero in the way that we talk about him now right. and i think some of the families grasp onto some of that a little too much uh, and struggle. I think it's cross board. I feel like they always struggle with the depiction of.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're always. It, no one's ever going to be happy. Like, yeah. you're yeah, never no. going to get a hundred percent of the family a hundred percent happy with the portrayal, unless it's like a completely like puff piece type of thing. And, yeah. but I I do I still think though Quentin should have at least had that conversation and maybe screened the movie for the family before, just so you know at least yeah. you know now they might not lo- love it, but I think. It sounds like again. It sounds like in this in this quote that it was embarrassing to go to the theater and then like they're laughing at your dad. You kind of feel weird about it. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. No, I, and I get I, that. I that, get that
0: that makes one hundred percent. Like and that, that it, makes sense. Yeah. Like yeah, if you're gonna portray a historical figure. And you're modifying history, sure. then yeah, there needs to be at least a little bit of heads up.
2: At le- right, at least an email. Like, I mean, you could easily <laughs> at least at least get the email. Like, hey, we're making this C- movie. CC them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, a VHS. It, up it's the clip. Not, like yeah. in, in in 2019, it's not hard to get. Yeah. you know, contact with these people. Yeah, though. yeah, that's fair. But, yeah, technology and all that fun stuff. So I, that's where I think Quentin messed up because like he, he contacted the Tate family. I think uh, Sharon Tate's sister. Saw the movie and like cried Loved over it. Margot Robbie's yeah. performance. Like, why not just do something with,
0: similar with Bruce Lee? I don't know. Hmm. Mm. So moving on and keeping this positive because that was a downer and a half. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, oh, you're wow. the one that brought it up. Well, that's just my yeah. nature. Christian, what was <laughs> your favorite part of the movie? Ooh, yes. Um, I think I, I have two. I
3: can't. I can't help it. No, do you only get one. I get two. I'm the host. I know. We'll just um, remove yours. My first, my first, uh, my first, uh, my first favorite part is when Leo is in his trailer. Oh god! Damn it! This it, was my favorite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> after after uh, his first like take or his first like <laughs> go around on the on the show that he's in, you know the the one that he's being the uh, the heavy. Um, and he is literally talking himself and swearing he's never going to drink again. He's a stupid <laughs> idiot. He's a terrible <laughs> actor. He's a hack. He's a has been. He's washed up. He doesn't deserve this. He's like, ah. he's like, he's psychic, and so he's like beating himself up verbally, like in the mirror and like slapping himself. And he's like, I'm never going to drink again. I'm not going to drink again. It just comes through. Okay, one more drink. That's the last yeah. <laughs> <I don't laughs> and, then, anyway, and then, it cuts to him, and he absolutely kills it. Uh, like, I just, I love that so much because mostly because I think we, every single person here and anyone watching it, can can identify with that like mm. that negative self-talk you know yeah especially around something that's so important to you whatever it is you know and you just beat yourself up you're know, your own worst critic and and sometimes that negative self-talk actually you know pulls you out like yeah. you know it actually centers you and focuses you so um that was my favorite part and i'll leave it there i'll, I'll when we come back around right, I'll, I'll mention my other one uh, good well, let's take all the good parts well you already gonna say i was gonna, gonna say, mine, so <laughs> was gonna say you. Yeah.
0: do you need a to think about your favorite part yeah or? i probably do um uh, okay, I'll, I'll jump into mine. Um maybe this is a surprise, maybe it's not, but my my favorite part was definitely uh Brad Pitt tripping balls on uh uh you know, LSD <laughs> oh, cigarette. That damn was that was second. gonna be my second. That was gonna be my uh now <laughs> yeah. both of mine are gone. So, so funny. Funny. And, uh, just kinda like destroying uh humanity. Just just being violent as hell. The just ha- the, the hand, hand the hand wave oh, like, oh god, gosh. it's kicking in. Um,
2: uh, uh, um, and when he like holds up the like little like finger gun, when yeah. he, like, um, he just starts laughing oh, like a no. goddamn, that line
1: maniac. where he goes, "What was your name again?" And he goes, "I'm the devil." And he goes, "No, it was stupider than that. <laughs> yeah. Something yeah. stupid." Yeah. The best part of that Did. was when he licks
3: the dog food like before they
1: break <laughs> yeah. in. He's just, like, <laughs> <laughs> "You knew it was coming, dude." So, oh, no, don't. Weird. No, don't do it. Oh, amazing, um, he goes, amazing. That was such a good scene. It was just, yeah. it
0: was really well done, and. In true Tarantino fashion, you know, we had spent essentially two hours and twenty minutes building up to this moment, and then it was twenty-five minutes of what the fuck. I you thought, it and was it was so just, good. yeah, it was really, really good. And um, when we go around for the least favorite parts. Tie it all in together or Juna, what was your favorite part?
2: Well, as my first and second one were both taken, that was the second one I was gonna oh, mention, but God I had a feeling
3: it. that someone else liked it. So oh, I was like, Oh, damn, let me hold up.
2: Uh, I guess I'll go with what I mentioned earlier with the uh, the little girl coming up to him, he's like, that is the greatest acting <laughs> I've ever seen. And he's like, yeah. He's so emotionally touched, oh, and he's God. just
1: like, Rick fucking Dalton. Actually, but I, I, that, I'm, that yeah. like ability to like turn on the tears yeah, that okay. Leo has and yeah. to like just sit back there and be like, <laughs> Well, you know it's where like,
0: you know where Leo Gesso's tears, right? No. It's from uh, consistently being denied Oscars. <laughs> built up over the years. <laughs> but now <laughs> he's got one. He's got, he's I mean, got one. Yeah, he's got like one. He's What's his get motivation nom- now? I think he should win for this one. I think Tarantino usually is nominated for uh, his Regardless. Uh, in yeah.
2: conjunction with that, I, I, to combine with that um, – I re- like to, to go off of the his meltdown right before where they actually have the long take of him yeah. sitting at the table yeah. with Timothy Oliphant and they, they show all the takes and they don't cut and anything. It's just like you know, just to see just to see that process of them in character, then like break a character to be like the other character and then like mm. go back in. I thought I thought that was a really cool scene too. Yeah. And um you, you know, a lot of Tarantino movies like build up anticipation. Like in Glorious Bastards, right? The first scene with um, you know, it, when they go to the farm and you have the people underneath and they build up that tension like that, it built up tension in a different way of just like a skilled type of like, is he going to nail it? Is he not? Mm. And I, I thought it was cool. It was a little different than I think that typical Tarantino movie.
1: The like using uh violence or some sort of higher stakes. Yeah. Like this is sort of a low stakes thing that became yeah. high stakes. Yeah, exactly.
2: Of... And it, and I, I thought they did a great job like following the angles of what, it would be if they were
1: shooting it for TV
2: and, like, doing, like, the pen, and, like, reset cam, and, like, I thought I the whole thing that. was cool. I, thought that I
1: really cool. did love it. I thought all of it was very good in it. Yeah. Um, that's so, like, his justified character, <laughs> yeah. though, but yeah. it's all good. Hey, I miss I that, that character. To, I need you to come in and be every cowboy that you love yeah. to be. Okay. <laughs> We need you to both be the guy from Justified and Deadwood. Can you do that? (laughs) Yes, I think I can. Let's do
0: it. So moving on to the negative portion of this show. Let's be honest. The whole thing is negative. Uh, The least favorite part. And I'm going to go back to what I originally said, which is uh, I like the the violent end scene, but I also hate – The violent end scene. Mm. And the reason and the (laughs) (laughs) reason. You can't do that. (laughs) Yes, I can. I can do what I want. (laughs) Well, he said specifically he liked
2: the tripping.
0: Yeah. I like the tripping and the violence and everything. The part that I don't like is the fact that I had to wait two hours and 20 minutes and then I was shown something shocking. And then my brain is like, oh my God, that was awesome. That was cool. And I sit here and I, I question myself and I question everything where I'm saying, did I only like that because I was put through fucking torture with two hours and 20 minutes of just
1: nothingness? Ah, oh, see, I like the nothingness. Whoa. I, I felt like. So you. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, no, good. I was going to say.
3: So you just admitted then you didn't like any of that stuff before. It was just too typical.
1: And too but don't typical. Do you feel like, having, like especially, if, I I think in, for people in general, it's interesting. But I think having worked on any sort of set or with any sort of production stuff, it's really fun to watch that at a higher stakes level of like. This is like like you like I said earlier. It's like watching, seeing a little bit behind the the curtain with Leo. You feel mm-hmm. like it just gets a little bit uh, revealed. Sure. And I I loved all of that. I thought the section uh, when he goes to the Spawn Ranch, the like tension of like you're sitting there, and you're like this guy's for sure dead, <laughs> and they're stringing him along. Yep. And how the hell is Brad Pitt gonna get out of this? Uh, I thought that was nice. And I thought like so many of these things that. Normally, they require like I said, violence or a bomb or some sort of ticking clock that's super high stakes, weren't there. But he managed to make at least for me. It made managed to make me feel like there are stakes and there's tension. And um, I just every, every with the with Pitt and DiCaprio on screen, I was just in awe the whole time. But that's
0: my my I think. My biggest thing is that Tarantino. He's a great film director, but I think he's stuck in what he does, and that's it right? He doesn't change with the times, right? He's not going to ever create that billion dollar blockbuster or that new way in which we kind of consume a film. He's not going to push the envelope in terms of filmmaking. He's doing something that has been done before. He makes and continues to make what I consider like classic 70s and 80s films, where it is the long pacing, the long shots, the build up. Yeah. But in this day and age where we get the twitchy kitties hyper quick ADHD type stuff, he's not ever he's not done anything to kind of adapt to this new age. So it's kind of like, Cool, we got a cool story or whatever, but then we were introduced with hyper violence. I still go back to the question of are, are is is this just a long ten movie con troll thing by him where he's like, ha 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 ha, 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 ha I'm tricking you fuckers, into like 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 real like if you really think about it, like, is that last twenty five minutes of the film and everything it, it's fun it's cool it's
1: different it's, it's radical it's crazy, because the rest of the movie is so fucking boring like. But I don't think the rest of the movie is boring. Like my appreciation and love for old Hollywood, is, mm-hmm. like like if I'm driving through that area or if I'm driving through the hills, like I put my windows down, I'll put on old school music. Cause it's like, there is something, it feels like you're reaching back in history. And I just think that part of Hollywood is so weird and fascinating. And the movies don't quite do it justice, like to know how weird and strange the people were. So that's why like watching this, it really felt like you were in a time machine dropped off and just watching these people's lives play out around this really horrible thing that happened in Hollywood at the time. Uh, And I think that's for me, what made me sort of like, like just everything the the cars, the way it was lit, the way it was shot, the facades and stuff that they put up for buildings and stores, all of it. It was like, Oh my God, I'm there again. So I think that's why I liked it to, to your point, Tarantino always does that stuff. Like you're saying where it's super, There. are I've been more bored in other Tarantino films. Like I've been I was bored in Inglorious Bastards. I was born during yeah. Django. Mm. And this was one of the ones where I left and I was like, you know, this is one even as like a Jew, I was like, I felt like this one was more for me. Even in Inglorious <laughs> Bastards. I feel uncomfortable. No, no, why are you uncomfortable? No, I felt like this was I was like, man, that was so up my alley. And I was like, yeah. the old Hollywood stuff. Where's like Inglorious Bastards I liked it. It's just sort of like, but that's not how it went. Like, the, mm-hmm. I felt myself saying that too much. Whereas this one, I think him doing it at the very end, yeah, managed for me to keep my suspension, uh, me, the sense of disbelief, sense of disbelief yeah. held up. Mm-hmm. And I also didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. So
3: my counterpoint to you would be: uh, I understand what you're saying with the the current times of the way that films are made, but don't you? But my argument would be: shouldn't we still hold on to older, other styles of filmmaking? Like, why should they go extinct? Especially since you, and these are your words, mm-hmm. the movies today are catering to this ADHD, hyper, uh, you know, all Unfocused, over the place. all over the place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, yeah, yeah. What, so why? Like, why not? It's so there are people who yeah. still enjoy that, that style.
0: I mean, there are people that enjoy that style, but I go back to the idea that That style existed back then. Uh We don't do that style, and that style doesn't present anything new for the future, Mm -hmm. right? So we're just repeating the past for the glory days. Like, it it doesn't push the envelope. And and I know me saying this, like, Mm -hmm. you know – not every single film needs to push the envelope. Mm-hmm. But I do wonder, like, Tarantino, he is a powerhouse name in Hollywood, right? Sure. He is a new direct, Like, he's a director that people recognize. They understand. Da-da-da-da. Wouldn't it be interesting if he was able to present a new way about doing something, present a new idea? Like, we talked about this with Christopher Nolan, right? Sure. Christopher Nolan has changed with the times, and he continues pushing the envelope. He does new and fascinating He's, and he's, he's, he's things. the exception. Though. Yeah, I was going to say, so he's hard the do. only one, though, because yeah. even, like, Scooper all, all the comic
1: book it. movies are unoriginal movie. in that yep. they're adapt- adaptations. You have The Lion King and all these other remakes, Toy Stories, just to continue this, you know, the story. For him to at least do original stuff, I, I'll give him the pass. I see what you're saying, though, mm-hmm. and that's an interesting point because I don't... I struggle with that because I do love that he chooses to stay in this weird old Hollywood type. Like this is the same dude that worked in a video store, not too far from my house that I grew up in. And like, you get to see that, that this is like a guy who loved those movies, movies, but that's it. Like, it's like, he, I don't think he has a Blu-ray player or a DVD player. It's all VHS <laughs> in his house. You don't like. think he's a 4K player? No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, he
0: just recently upgraded to those. Uh, the big what are the big discs. <laughs> oh my god! And uh, anyone remember those names. No. The big like it was. I think it's Laserdisc. Laserdisc, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Before DVDs were like a thing, Jesus. it was, was oh, Laserdisc. Now no, he upgraded to HD DVD. Yeah, Oh, he did. oh
2: my god. Well, it's DVD. interesting you say that he has a lot of influence, right? But what talks the most in Hollywood? Money. Mm-hmm. Money, right? So let's look at the box office for the last weekend.
0: Yes, yeah, so I actually, I'm so, very curious. Well, before we get to the, the that numbers, I do right. want to kind of jump around to everyone else's least favorite parts. Because, oh, yes. And then we'll kind of dive into the numbers, and then Arjuna will rip my point apart. So <laughs> keep listening if you want to hear that, you freak.
2: Who's next for least favorite part?
0: Eeny,
1: meeny, miny, Zach. Ooh. Oh, least favorite Zach. part. So I, I struggle with this because, like I said, so much of the even like the, the boring portions, I was just sort of sitting there trying my best to absorb everything. What were you saying?
0: I was gonna say, for least favorite part two, I don't think we specified this. You can yeah. also talk about the general movie experience. Huh. There was some dickhead behind you kicking your chair, you can use that too. Oh, interesting. <laughs> right. uh, anything, anything and everything.
1: My experience was pretty good. Uh, I I will say, going. Like, my friend's seeing it in 70mm at the Chinese theater and all that, and I was like, "Oh damn, oh, I should have done that. that been I, cool. Normally, I'll see these in, like, the the AMC premiere or whatever, like, the nicer seats, yeah. the better screen, better sound. But I was more uh, rushing to see it so it didn't get spoiled. So I just saw it in digital. Anyway, I, I think the parts that I didn't enjoy... I thought there was, like, some weird stuff with... Um, Sharon Tate. Uh, that that's the uh, Sharon Tate. Uh, what's the actress? Margot, Mar- 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 Margot Robbie. I thought she was fine, and I thought the use of her—you had to build up the stakes that you're sitting there. At least though, like knowing what happened to her, you're sort of sitting there. Like, what did you think, not knowing what the surrounding story was with her? Were you sort of that's like, "What's a good the point? question?"
3: Yeah, th- that did. That did feel so disconnected like why? from it. Like,
1: why do I care? Yeah. Hmm.
3: Until, and, you know, because here's the thing, right? Until the end, I was like, this story, this movie is about three people in Hollywood and their struggles and their trials and their tribulations. Hmm. And it's cool. And there's sort of like these stories that sort of interconnect and they go their own ways and yeah. they come back. And then at the end, it like, you know, sort of came together. I was yeah. like, oh, this is how it it sort of connects. Interesting. Um. So, uh, I would say, like, the first half of the film, I didn't really get it. I was like, the Sharon Tate thing feels so... Yeah. And and she has such, like, a... To me, it felt like a smaller impact yeah like her impact was so she much did. less i think she only
2: had like 20 lines that yeah. was a big controversy yeah people were upset yeah. about that
1: which yeah. i you know whatever i think that's a weird thing to grasp on to <laughs> yeah. let the man tell the story how he chooses to tell the story especially because it felt more like uh a buddy cop comedy in a way between the <laughs> two of them it's <laughs> true right Pitt and dicaprio without them trying to solve something and like it coming to them but no so before going into this i didn't want to read any of the manson stuff because i wanted it i did not want to know the dates i did not want to know any i knew about it but i didn't want when it showed the date to be like oh we're still a month out we're still six months out whatever from that right so every time they showed her i was sort of like oh no like how much longer is she going to be here and i was dreading because she's a, a wonderful actress she's very entertaining in it but like when she goes to the movie theater just some of the quirks with her i was just sort of like ah I get it. You need it to be there to build the stakes. I get it. But I, I was so enthralled watching DiCaprio and Pitt. And I think she was great in and out for her own right. But with them, it just didn't feel the same. And then I also thought it was weird the way he would do the camera motion and just focus on her legs and, like, you know, her butt and her legs are on the thirds. And it's just – it's like –
0: Tarantino's a pervert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, yes. And he's it got like dead. a weird He's got a weird bondage, like he's, he's a pervert. Yeah. Like his filmmaking and what he does in per he's a fucking pervert. I was like, bro,
1: <sighs> come on. Like I get it. And I think in some of it, like her I I, I understand the effect it has, and I think it was done. With some effect, I also was just like in those portions, like, oh, come on, dude, like, you're just following your legs with the camera, like, come on. Guys. Yeah, I
2: feel like Tarantino, specifically with Tate's character, was playing with expectations. Interesting. So, I think what he was, I thought, I thought what a lot of those scenes felt like, especially because I did the opposite of you, I looked up the dates. And the <laughs> details around her death before like when, when I was you know, the movie was like being developed and everything. So like I knew she went to like the El Coyote Mexican restaurant like the yeah. night with those those three friends, right? And so I'm like, Oh, like here we go, we're lining up with the details, like like here comes the here comes the family, like three of them come in, like, oh, here we go. Like these are all the details yeah. of what's supposed to happen. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so I'm like, Yep, like this is what the movie the movie's been building it up and like you're expecting this. And then he flips your expectation, right? Yeah. With with how the ending goes with him instead of fighting Cliff and Rick and uh, Rick's Italian wife. Yeah. And the the bull. And the flamethrower. (laughs) With the flamethrower, right? Oh, my God. And so, yeah, I, I just felt like with, like, Tate's character, it was almost like it wasn't about character development. It was like. Teasing the audience a little bit, like, oh, here's Sharon Tate. Like, here's, here's, kind of dangling around. Yeah. Like, oh, and like, you're like, oh, here's the Manson family. Like, here they are, like, digging around. Oh, here's, you you can see them now. Like,
1: almost like jaws. Like, it's like the shark's going to go by, but it doesn't attack. I feel like that was part
2: of the intent. And I think. That's good. Man. I, I, I can, it was interesting. It was very an interesting. interesting
1: choice. In hindsight, I wish I had read the details because I for sure would have gone to El Coyote for dinner before going <laughs> to the movie. <laughs> oh, man. I wish I had because I, I feel like that's super dark but also yeah. like that's, that's a part of the, the movie that I thought was so cool is because there's these touch points that are still here yeah. that yeah. we still get and I, I that's the stuff that's both inspiring and weird and all and fascinating to me. Yeah. So, Arjuno, what's your least favorite part?
2: I would have to say that my least favorite part has to be the beginning the specific specifically the when they when both cliff and rick come into the bar and they meet with al pacino's character it's just very exposition heavy um i felt like the usage of showing the tv shows that rick was in it felt way too excessive like i thought it was just way too long and i felt felt we got the point and, yeah, it was cool to see how those specifically were shot, like, for that time. But, like, they even show, like, them dipping to black and going to commercial break and, like, coming back. And I'm just, like... <laughs> I'm not what? here to see a fake yeah, TV show. Like, I'm here I'm to see like, a movie. But, I'm yeah. like, wh- yeah. what's the... Like, why? Why are we seeing, like, past... Like, we're seeing 10 minutes of this. And it's, like... Every single we one. Got the full, we got, like, more than we needed after the first three minutes. And yeah. It's, like, this is... It's like beyond being cut fat. It's like, this is the super director's like, this is everything we shot, and I'm just
1: giving it to (laughs) you. (laughs) Yeah, That's what it felt like. Do you think not knowing where he was going to go with the story made it difficult to put up? Because for me, again, I was like, give it to me. Give me all the weird old Hollywood stuff you can. I'm good with it, and I kind of loosely know where this is going. Whereas if you either knew it or didn't know it, Mm. you're sort of sitting there like, where are we going? No, yeah. no,
2: so this is how I would equate it. It's so, like right? getting in a car and we not knowing how far the
1: destination is. <laughs> it's like, no, <laughs> so, you know so we talked
2: about Christopher Nolan earlier, right? Yeah. And I feel like Christopher Nolan is the complete opposite of Quentin Tarantino. So, like, Nolan doesn't waste any shots, he doesn't waste any dialogue, he doesn't waste any music cue. Like, everything has a very specific reason. It, mm. Like, it's in there. Quentin, to me, is just like, I'm gonna put it in because I want to, like, because yeah. it helps establish, you know. And he's all about like, oh, the exposition. feeling and the exposition. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very film
0: student, like. Yeah, and yeah. you men-
2: and you mentioned that. I want to bring that up. Like Quentin Tarantino is like every film student's like wet dream, right? You know, he. he <laughs> I he mean, was, I'm like, not gonna wow, lie. That. I went to
0: film school, and I was a Tarantino like nut job yeah. in college, yeah. and yeah. I was like, I'm gonna make the next Tarantino film. And you, you and everyone else, buddy. you know exactly. <laughs> that's what I realized. Like <laughs> yeah. everyone else, and yeah. their their fucking like roommate who's in film school is like, I'm gonna make the next Tarantino. From. The like, oh, great!
2: And, and what that felt to me was, it's like this doesn't, this doesn't benefit the story. Mm. This doesn't benefit the characters, right? Because we're looking at a character who's playing a character. It doesn't tell us anything about the character presently how they are. Interesting. And it's just Quentin Tarantino kind of flexing his muscle, of like, look, I shot this '60s style <laughs> TV show, and I'm gonna keep oh, showing man. it to you. That's yeah, what man. it felt like to me, at least. And it, it sounds like it, it sounds didn't like have to just it. There wasn't a justification. Yeah. For it to be all all of that to be in the movie to me.
0: You know I've learned this in my current job actually, to, sure. to bring it back to the real world. It's <laughs> like when you shoot something or produce something, don't get so fucking attached to it. It's oh, not yeah. the do all end all. Yeah, exactly. It's just in this day and age, it's just digital ones and zeros and honestly it'll be gone and forgotten in like, you know, minutes. Yeah.
1: So did uh I think I was glad that they didn't show much of the was it Rome where he went to? Italy, yeah, yeah. Italy. I was just glad like that was g- glossed over it as quick it as it was. I time didn't in need Rome. it. I know. I know I know. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> that's a great point. But I was glad they moved through it quickly. You the, the narrator came back in. I thought the use of narration was a little weird. Yeah. That it was, was it inconsistent was, for sure. Yeah, Russell for sure. It
0: was Russell Crowe, right? It was? No, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Oh, Kurt God. Oh. Russell, I'm so it's like, Kurt, Kurt Russell, Russell who's the one who got mad at. Correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Yep. That was yeah. Kurt Russell. Uh,
1: I thought it was effective in filling in what – it was very clear that was probably an issue in the original script. And they said we can fill in these holes by just throwing a narrator in here. And away we go. I mean, I it's the I mean. easiest way to do it, right? Yeah. Through
0: narration. Krishna, you're the last one and you're bald. What was your favorite part? <laughs> you're bald. Sad. I wish I could come up with
3: something different, but I'm going to have to echo what Arjuna just said. Okay. I think, it, yeah, that first, the first 20 minutes, because maybe for slightly different reasons, because unlike Arjuna, who who read everything about the movie or the historical events, I had no idea what this movie was going to be about. Um, and so I was, I was a little off-put from the first 20 minutes because I was like, it felt like a prologue, That just kept going and going and going. I'm like, okay, I want to get into the movie now. I'm like, it's Tarantino. You know, I make fun of Tarantino. He's an easy guy to make fun of. But at the end of the day, I still like his movies. And his movies are always interesting and thought, you know, lots lots of visual, good visuals and thought provoking. And and that, the first 20, 25 minutes, that whole thing with Al Pacino, it just felt like a prologue. Like just it just kept going and going and... You know, it didn't feel like the movie had started yet. Right? So I didn't know anything
2: yeah. about the characters at the first twenty minutes. As soon my I, f- I perked up as soon as he starts crying and he gives him the sunglasses. That's when mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah. we finally have some characters. Yeah, character Is that's twenty minutes. Though it's like, yeah, even like 20 even, minutes. even if it yeah. wasn't,
3: it felt like an hour. <laughs> like <laughs> I was it felt, like, oh, oh my a god, long time yeah. in
2: for like, oh my god, finally these characters did something. Yeah, It doesn't it doesn't
3: help yeah. as well. And I'm gonna I'm gonna latch like, yeah. this part on that we went to go see an AMC. And AMC is notorious for like forty five minutes of trailers.
1: Yes. A and lot. Yeah, I'm, gonna a say, lot I'm gonna say I'm gonna say right
3: now, I'm gonna lump this in with my least favorite part. This batch of trailers around this movie were, were some of the worst trailer lineups <laughs> I'd ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> so not only not only did it take twenty minutes of prologue, this is coming after like thirty five minutes of god awful trailers. So I was like, I just want the movie to start. <laughs> did you see Lion King? Uh, I haven't seen it yet.
1: Okay. No. It's one. Don't say it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, no. Thank you. I, I agree with that. Uh, don't bother seeing my that. My point is I was watching it, and I'm like, what are these trailers? And I was like, oh, I'm in a children's movie. Oh, sucks. Yeah,
2: Was it like a dog coming home movie? Yes. Like there was like, like, like five of <laughs> those. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Why? A uh, Dog's uh, Way Home, 12. All yeah. right. Kind of continue this along here. So, Zach. Mr. Zach Schwartz, you're our guest here. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we like to start with the guests if you have a hot take that you want to kind of present here. And, you know. Is this is the last
1: kind of section on the. On the?
0: Uh, We've got a, maybe two, three more. Okay. And okay. then, we'll, yeah, yeah. Why, well, you got somewhere to
1: be? I got a friend's birthday. Got to go to a leave, It's all good. His name's Quentin. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. shit! I could run into him there though. The place we're going is very. Uh, interesting. Is it El Coyote Cafe? No. <laughs> oh yeah. So apparently I that wish. place isn't
2: good anymore. I was like, actu- I actually looked at like recent Yelp reviews and said, yeah. like, this place is trash now. Yeah, it's I not the it's best. A, it's not good. Have you
0: been before? I I went there maybe five years ago.
1: Don Antonio's. That's the best. Don Antonio's spot, is west, pretty good. Like yeah. that's it's on the west side, so it's not really in the same area. But hot take. This is Tarantino's best movie. How's that for a hot? That, t- is, a, that is a hot take. That is yeah. long, long, long. That's I would say that's. You a can hot tell take. how hot it is by uh, how Mad Ravi is just sitting there. <laughs> I've broken him. Look at him. He's sitting quietly. Like...
0: I would say maybe like I would agree with that if this movie came out Before. ten years ago. Sure. Like it, I don't think in this day and age, and based on everything else he's done since, um, and when those other movies came out and how they kind of spoke. Socially, I don't think this movie. W- I w- I wouldn't say this is his best. Hmm. I think this this movie, unfortunately, is is interesting or whatever, but I think it came out at the wrong time. Hmm. But, so Zach, you got to flesh it out though. So if yeah.
3: this is his best. Uh, what's his what's second and third, and why does this movie beat those out? Ooh, because hmm. I, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, this movie to me would be hard. I think Pulp Fiction yeah. might be his best. That's that was, that was that what least. I would have it too, and yeah. then I'd
1: probably put. At three Django, just because of how interesting it was. I thought the character was really good. But again, I thought there was boring parts. Yeah. I just don't remember. Like, I just, it's like, appreciate that we got to watch Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt do a movie where they're just like buddies hanging out, cruising around Hollywood, being one super famous and one being kind of a weirdo has been, or not weirdo has been, but like this like weirdo stuntman. And I just think like, God, like, like, I'm so glad someone made a movie where it's both an interesting story. You get to watch them cruise around like back in time, and then them two together, I thought were really funny. I thought, I thought Pitt and DiCaprio were both as compelling on screen on their own as any character Tarantino has had. Like, I don't think Bruce Willis's character in Pulp Fiction, when you're watching him wander around, is all that enthralling. Mm. When well, you watch Leonardo DiCaprio like sitting there on his own, crying, having these weird meltdowns, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I can't take my eyes off. I can't take my eyes off this human train wreck. Yeah, this yeah. is amazing, yeah. and I I think the the performances we got out of both. I hope they both get nominated: Pitt for supporting and uh, DiCaprio for uh, lead. But um, I just. I thought they were wonderful. So um, it's
3: a uh, performances and the chemistry that really... Uh, yeah,
1: and the, the, I thought it was really funny. Just yeah. uh, genuinely, they were both weird, but the, like, everything <laughs> they said was funny to me. And uh, I don't know. I don't remember the last, like, pit performance where I was like, God, that was just so fun to watch him in every scene. and right. And even DiCaprio, like it's not like the Revenant, he's all that always all that enjoyable <laughs> to watch. Oh so my like so god. The fact that he won the so Oscar overrated. for the Revenant is Crazy mind blowing. Yeah. Well, that's because the
0: academy it was a pity play. Have, like, yeah, that's all but like they hit yeah. so many play. better but, roles, but so
1: many more. That's my point. Those two are on camera <laughs> yeah. for so much of the movie. And that whole they scene, they did a great job where he's in the car with the girl. His interactions with the girl are very funny. Mm. And there are so many different actors you could put in the driver's seat that that whole thing feels cringy and creepy. And Brad Pitt you know, walks that tightrope of being both flirty with her and not creepy because it's clear at some point that she's underage and I just think the whole thing was like really like I thought those two made the whole thing why I enjoyed it to this level I thought the story was good and I I think the setting in which it exists I adore so it makes it that much easier for me to enjoy it but uh, fair enough
0: here's my hot take oh that wasn't a hot take that was like a passion take
2: Passion of the Christ. Well, passion hot is
0: hot. Take. Hot is passion. Yeah. Is it? Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. I, I was looking at and also hot
0: take as like, like, I'm going to piss you off.
3: No, hot take is something controversial that who's many saying, people would uh, disagree well, with. Who's and, saying
2: it's and, his best movie? Ever? And right, and here's the thing, right? If we go, if, Let's go Rotten Tomatoes, right? That's fairly, a lot of people yeah. use Rotten Tomatoes as a barometer. As a, uh, Bar- as as a, as a biased sure. piece it, of garbage. It's tied <laughs> for his third worst movie. Oh, critically. whoa, what's this uh, rating? So it's 84%, oh, wow. which is tied with both Killable Volume 1 and 2. And then our w- w- worst rating is Hateful Eight and uh, Death Proof, I believe.
3: Wait, Death Proof, was that um, – Death that was Proof the was House? part of Grindhouse. Grindhouse. That <laughs> only that, that's probably his worst. <laughs> that is his worst. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was
2: awful. <laughs> uh, but then, like, what's what's better from Rotten Tomatoes? Django, Jackie Brown, Inglorious Bastards, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp oh, Fiction. Reservoir. Mm.
1: See, I can say right, Reservoir Dogs better. is like best film.
3: Yeah, Reservoir Dogs. I haven't seen it in so long. I need to. It's
1: just it. so simple. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, just some of those I'm like, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shut up, <laughs> <this> <laughs> nerd. That those nerd. movies don't have Leo and Brad Pitt. Okay. <laughs> I went to film school too, so I could say that. But yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's just like, ugh. Oh, like, yeah, you
0: arrogant. Come on, fucking nerd. film nerd. Like, uh, theories. <laughs> so how is this connected, Arjuna, to the Tarantino verse or the Terraverse? So I Tarantino cool has yet.
2: technically two universes. One's been called the realer than real world universe. Mm-hmm. And one's called the movie movie universe. Uh, the realer than real universe has most of his films, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Death Proof, and Glorious Bastards, where there's this, basically there's this big world where a lot of characters exist. There's mm-hmm. alternate history. Uh, one of the most popular connections is the Vega brothers. Uh, the Vega brothers being... Um, uh, John Travolta's character from Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. and then one of the other characters in, I believe, Reservoir Dogs oh, uh, oh, being the- brothers. Yep. <laughs> uh, there's the Red Apple Cigarettes which appear... like He has a few brands that appear in almost every single thing um, including... Oh, the red you know the red apple cigarettes geo juice and big kahuna burgers
0: has he ever come out and said anything about these connected you he's universe? kind of
2: referenced them a little bit but i think he likes to kind of tease people and isn't like oh I mean just because it there's was like it. the
0: same brand fake brand i yeah, sure i can't see that as a way to yeah but the I, I think like
2: specifically you put that kind of like mid credit scene with leo doing the ad i think that's yeah. him like yeah especially it being not apple it. Yeah, yeah exactly. just
0: kind of trolling everyone maybe yeah considers
2: that's kind of his thing
0: what about his comments, speaking of trolling? Yes. So when there's the scene with him and the with uh, Leo DiCaprio's character and the little girl and they're going and reading books, her comment on Walt Disney mm. being a genius. Yeah. So I believe it was when The Force Awakens was coming out, Tarantino went on Howard Stern. And bashed Disney because um, they refute, they blocked his movie at the time from being released because they wanted more theaters for Force Awakens. And what they did was Disney, they went to the theaters and said, if you don't show this movie for X amount of time, you lose any Disney exclusivity or movie rights or whatever um, because we want as many theaters showing Force Awakens. So he kind of came out and was like, the fuck? Yeah. Which rightfully so. Like I don't think you know I don't have the best regards for him. But well, it's interesting weird. for
2: him to do that uh, with a young character, right? Yeah, and it's kind of like the critique you said with Hollywood today, where it's you know all these young people, and I think that's maybe him playing into that narrative of like, well, <coughs> movies are being made for these people who like think Disney is a genius and like yeah. wants this mass appeal of like action and instant gratification and everything. So I think that I think that's what's probably worked into the character.
0: <laughs> And then, finally, during of box office...
2: Yeah, so you had mentioned the point of, like, Tarantino's influential and everything. But his movies have never necessarily dominated the box office. Right. Uh, and here's case in point. So, oh. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood opened this weekend. Yep. Finished second yep. in the oh, box no. office to about right. $40.5 million. And still a number one for I think the second straight week. Lion King, which made oh, almost no. double what it made, right? Seventy-five point five million domestically. Right.
1: Beyonce sucks in that. Donald Glover sucks in that. Whoa! <laughs> <Come for laughs> That's on. the hot tag. Zach, Zach, Zach. Put that in my. Zach, 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 <laughs> Zach.
0: So I mean, here's here's my here's my thing though. Like you know, where's my tinfoil hat? But yeah. like Tarantino's going to be allowed to make these movies because the creepy crazy weird hollywood fucks and the academy and all that bullshit sure. are still going to fund that type of stuff
2: yeah because they want they're like oh this is oscar bait and exactly. so and so but you but you, it... you you have two types of films ba- essentially that exist in the box office now yep. you got oscar bait which is low budget probably 50 million or less uh and then you got your 200 300 million dollar superhero, superhero blockbuster. sequel blockbusters that are going to make you a billion dollars or bust there's nothing in between
0: yeah, I love it. Hollywood's so predictable <laughs> and boring now. God, nothing- it's
1: original stories, at least.
0: Nothing brings me joy.
1: I guess they're not I think original that's a stories. Problem? Like he told the Manson story and just changed the ending. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Basically, Glorious Bastards Glorious is is the Astros story of World, World War 2. Real quick. So <laughs> Charles, So
0: obviously like the, the, Django is is slavery. Right. Yeah. So this movie is a big fat, you know, this is Damn, I ruined my only argument. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie obviously has Charles Manson. This will be the final point here. This yeah. movie has Charles Manson and his well, it doesn't have Charles Manson, but he has his crew in it. Charles Manson is still alive. I don't know if you guys are. Aware. Oh, yes. no. no, he's he's dead now. Is he dead, he dead? Dead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I he was alive. I thought you were breaking news here G- that he's alive. He's alive. alive, and he's <laughs> under. He's under. <laughs> uh, he? I thought he's dead. Oh yeah, you're he right. Oh, died, oh yeah, now. he died just last year, two yeah. years ago. Just recently. Damn, I was gonna ask. Wait. Did Manson see this? He was only five
1: yeah, he used to get up on like tables and talk. Holy like if, if he was in talk a room to talking people. to like a group, he would like get up and stand on a chair to talk down to everybody. Wow,
3: he was a short. Well, guy. and he was, so like, he kind of so weirdo. what's
1: what's
2: interesting about Manson? I don't know how familiar you guys are, but not at all. He like was an aspiring musician, I yeah. believe, and he was kind of denied, and that's what kind of set him up to start those cult. And that's why Sharon uh, Tate got murdered. The the people that used to live in that house. Was a music producer that denied him. Yeah. So he told his cultists, kill you know, kill the people in that house. They have to pay for what done.
1: Super close. He was super close to the Beach Boys. Uh, with like Whoa. when they were coming up, they were like all friends. And, uh, even up until he kind of went off the radar and started the Manson family, he was like, I believe, pretty close with, uh, I can't think of the guy's name, the lead singer of the Beach Boys. But, um, yeah, it's a, the Wikipedia is an interesting, his Wikipedia is an, an interesting deep dive. But, uh, Scary. I mean, like it's. I. I don't know. I. I would love to know or see another version of. I. I would love for him to tell another version of these weird Hollywood stories. Yeah. Uh, Tarantino.
0: Tarantino. Maybe that'll be the final ten. Or maybe Tarantino will make Star Trek. Make something personal for me, like a cool new sci-fi story that talks about time and dimension. Oh, Star Trek. No. You know how he would do that. How. Be Chris Nolan. <laughs> 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 Wait whoa oh no,
3: shit <laughs> they're no, the no, no. same person this is how he would do it it's really simple actually yeah he would the 10th movie would be proved that the whole thing is a connected universe and he would take a character from every single one of his movies just a docu- put them in the same so movie. it's just oh a documentary or something God. no 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 that would be, be an awesome. movie. In, a, in an time adventure travel. yeah yeah, yeah. that would yeah. be really yeah. fun yeah. So yeah.
1: Some, you got he, they start getting dropped on different timelines yeah. Yeah. yeah Uber and Bruce Willis so that was part of it yeah so that was part of the idea
2: the Hateful Eight which was his 8th movie right um um, his original idea was to include some characters from previous movies. One, of, one of the biggest ones being Django. He wanted Django to be part one of the Hateful Eight. And what uh, happened? He just decided like it was too forced. Like he didn't, he didn't feel like the, it fit the character's arc or where he. Well, you know,
1: I may have seen that movie if he had put him in. <laughs> to uh,
0: to Christian's point, though, real quick, you know, if, if he wants to do something wild, weird, and crazy, he's been around for what twenty plus years, Tarantino. Yeah. yeah. Making films, we have the technology now to easily put characters in old films. Mm -hmm. He could do something where he just goes through, takes clips (laughs) out of every single film (laughs) that connects it with like a certain group of characters or whatever. That's hilarious. Retelling all of those stories and everything in his one grand final epic piece that ties it in nicely. If he was to do something like that, and be Avengers themed. I would shut the fuck up forever. <laughs> I want him nah, to do. I
2: want him to do Ice Age five. Oh, god. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> god. <laughs> I want his tenth movie to be just Something seeing all of the dinosaurs get murdered.
0: Left. Yeah. Oh my god. SpongeBob. So we're getting to we're at the end at this point, guys. So we're what? Gonna, we're gonna go around and ask the the age old question here of you know was it good? Uh, Zach, you are the guest, so sure. we will start with you first. So uh, how we do this is. I'll ask you, then you ask somebody else, and then we keep going until everyone's done. Okay. Simple. So, sure. Zach Schwartz, was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood good?
1: Yeah. I thought it was great. Uh, <laughs> I loved it. I will see it again. Uh, I think this time I'm going to get just so high i didn't see it because, acid cigarette uh, yeah acid cig- I, oh my god get some get some uh i didn't get, get some <laughs> el coyote before <laughs> or after you think i'm joking about that but i will go there then i'll go see it at the dome and just smoke a joint before i walk in there <laughs> and just be on my ass i loved it um i i thought i like i think that portion of hollywood i think even the earlier section like uh a little bit earlier than that is even more interesting, mm. but that time is so fascinating to me, and just to see it brought to life with such color and character and all that, I thought he really succeeded in that. It was magnificent, Krishna. Mm. What did you think? I'm was gonna say,
3: good? I'm gonna say it was good. Okay. And I think, I think what helps how helps helped me a lot was that I had no idea what the movie was about. I just knew it took place in you know an older time in Hollywood, and I really thought it was going to be about a couple of fictitious characters trying to make it in Hollywood, and uh, it was much more than that. And I, I loved that the, the movie kept me guessing for so long. I didn't know what it was about really. I didn't know where it was going, but it was still interesting. It, was st- it still kept my attention the entire time. So for me, it was good.
0: <laughs> Ravi was once upon a <laughs> you, time. You got to ask him. Why? Because I can't ask Arjuna. So you you'd have to ask, ask him, him. Oh, and then he ask oh, me. Oh, God, are. stay with oh, the I formula, see. bro. What uh, the hell? Dude, you guys. I almost yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Guys it's about hot potato, unbelievable. You know? like,
3: <sighs> Arjuna was once upon a time in Hollywood good.
2: Yeah, I, I would say yes, despite pacing issues, some pacing issues, despite being slow in the beginning. I think it found its footing. I thought... I loved the feel of the movie. I, I loved Leo and Brad's portrayals. I think I I would argue that's, that for, for both of them, it's their two best characters they've ever played. Oh wow! That, if, that, if I had to have a hot take, that would be my hot take. Tyler Durden, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This uh, guy feels like he'd beat up Tyler Durden. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Probably take on yeah. Bruce Lee, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I I just think it, it's a it's a good it's a good movie. It's not perfect, um, but I, I I enjoyed it thoroughly and uh, I liked it. So yes, it was good. Ravi was. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Good. No. Ooh. Yeah, you troll. You're. No, troll. I'm not trolling. I'm not trolling because, yeah. like
0: I said, it's typical Tarantino. It's nothing super, super new, and he's just not adapting with the time. So it wasn't good. Wasn't good. Even if those things were true, is you like can still make it. You can still cross. say it was a good. No, no, like no, no. A kid like who's not not every good his movie candy. has to like. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it wasn't good. It was like our June said that. There are pacing issues in the film. There's a whole bunch of violence at the end. You, you love I w- violence. I do <laughs> love <laughs> at <your high> school. <laughs> Look at your high
2: school reel, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> love Classic. violence. That Classic. shit got
0: me in trouble. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it was not good to me. It was funny. Uh, so this is
2: a direct quote from Ravi a few days ago. Direct quote. Damn. The more I think about this movie, the more I have to admit it was good. Yeah, you're a oh. your troll. You're a
3: troll. Wow. You're a troll.
2: You just like to be different.
0: I I go back and forth, but the one thing that's like, and and we ask this other questions, Zach. You know, will you watch it again? And I base this, um, my answer to this, on if I think the movie's good. And I can easily tell you right now, I'm not probably gonna ever watch this film again. Damn. There's nothing in there that makes me want to be like, I want to rewatch and look for all these things and it entertained me. Mm. And that's a big factor to me. Like, if I but- can't go back and watch something, then is it actually good? Like, if it's a one and done. Like, if it's a you know something that's kind of forgetful or whatever, then just, just doesn't make sense.
1: Actually, Pitt and DiCaprio's characters are so fun to watch that, like, for me, as far as entertaining characters he's ever done, it's up to, for DiCaprio, it's up there with the guy from Wolf of Wall Street. And for Pitt, I, I struggle to find someone that was as fun to watch on camera or as funny and kind of weird. As his guy was. certainly wasn't Benjamin Button. You know, like, <laughs> what?
2: You didn't love? No, he was, was amazing. Benjamin <laughs> Button's disease. Yeah. Kick oh, that dude down the Well
0: uh, I'm assuming all three of you are going to watch it again? Yes, yes I would watch yeah, it again. For sure. Arjuna, Christians Schwartz. Yeah. We're actually going to run it back right
1: now. And, you know, <laughs> <so> <laughs> we're going oh, to hold you down. Uh, we're gonna please going to No, yeah, God.
0: No, no, anything. I'd rather watch uh, uh, <laughs> anything else, actually. <laughs> That's a lie. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you, Zach, for joining us. Is there a place the internet can find you?
1: Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Zach, 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 <laughs> Z A C H three times. Uh, very proud of that. Ravi loves it. My coworker, John, loves it. Every and, time. Uh, find me there on Twitter.
0: <laughs> thank so, you again, Zach. This was the Was It Good podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Was It Good. You can find us on Instagram at Was It Good BTM, on Twitch at Was It Good. And I think that's about it. Yeah, that's cool. Cool. I'm done. I'm done with this. Hey, stay frosty. Don't say that. Yeah.